Amen. Amen. So good to see you all this morning. Man, you ready to get in the Word this morning? Amen. The Word is life to every part of our life. Amen. The Word says it's life and health to all our flesh, meaning everything that you're involved in, anything that you do or God's asking you to do or calling you to do, the answer, the strength, the wisdom, the direction is found in this Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word. Amen. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Isaiah chapter 12. And I'm going to continue on what I've been dealing with since the beginning of the year. Because our founding pastor, he he heard from the Lord that this is a year of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. And as I was praying over that um, before the year started... And I always seek the Lord. I was like, as, as the pastor, what's my role to, to help strengthen that word in this body? What is, what's my role? And the Lord spoke to me. He said, he said that it's a, year for, it's a year for great victories. It's a year for great victories. Because if you had a marvel, if you had a wonder, if you had an extraordinary manifestation of the greatness of our God, then you had a victory, right? Amen. Amen. And so I'm going to pick up. Uh, what I've been dealing with, and I'm still dealing with, if you haven't, you can go back on, online and listen to, watch or listen to what I've already dealt with in this, but, but I'm talking about what song are you singing? What, what's coming out of your heart? And so let's look here in Isaiah chapter 12, verse 1. It says, And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though you were angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. And for this series, we, we've defined that word salvation. You look it up in the Greek or look up the Hebrew, and one of the definitions is victory. So you can, you can say, God is my victory. Say, my victory. my victory. And he says, I will trust and not be afraid. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. He also has become my victory, my trust, I will not, I would trust and not be afraid for Lord Jehovah, meaning he's not in a place of fear, but he's in a place of faith. He's not in a place of doubt. He's in a place of faith. I will trust and not be afraid for Meaning he's in this position and he's in this place. He's in this place of trust. Why? Because he understands who God is. His faith isn't found in his own strength. His faith isn't found in his ability in his own self. His faith, his trust is founded in the fact that the Lord Jehovah is something to him. He is what? He is the strength. He is my strength and he is my song. And because he's my strength and my song, he has also become my salvation, meaning, meaning he's become my victory because he's my strength and he's my song. I know I'm saying it different ways, but, but I I don't have time to review, but I want you to see this, that my strength, he's my strength and he's my song. The word song there is, is the object of praise. 
So when he says the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song, he's saying Jehovah is the object of my praise. Meaning he's the one I'm looking to. He's the one I'm, 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 I'm trusting in. He's the one that I'm getting my strength from. I'm looking to him. He's the object of my praise. No, so no matter where you are in your life right now, I want to ask you, what song are you singing? What is the object of your affection? What is the object of, uh, what are you looking at while you're going through something difficult? What are you, what are you, what are you paying attention to? What are you giving time to while you're walking through this life? Because I'm telling you, it needs to be, he needs to become your strength and your song because when he becomes that, he then becomes your victory. Now, now let's go to, Lord, how do you want me to do this? Let's put it up on the, um, well, Rashid, I'm going to have you put it up on the screen. Let's do Genesis chapter 29, verse 35. And we'll look at about three scriptures together. And she conceived again and bore a son. And she said, now will I praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah. You can stop there. He called, she called his name. I, now will I praise the Lord. And she bore a son and called his name Judah. Now, what does Judah mean? Judah means anyone praise called his name praise. Now let's, let's look at Psalms 114. Psalms 114. Thank you, Lord. Verse one. When Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of a strange language, Judah was his sanctuary and Israel, his dominion. Let me say that again. Judah was his sanctuary and Israel was his dominion. Now, what what is this? What does this mean? Israel was his dominion. Who is Israel? Israel was before was Jacob and Jacob's name was changed to Israel and Israel represents God's people. So Israel, God's people are, is his dominion now, but it says Judah is his sanctuary. You see, when you understand praise is his sanctuary, then you understand praise is where you have authority. You see, when the children of God understand praise, then they'll understand their authority. Israel is his, is Judah is his sanctuary. What praise, Judah, praise is his sanctuary. It's the place where God likes to hang out. Now let's look at Psalms 22. There are a lot of scripture at you here right at the beginning, because I need, I want you to see this. Psalms 22, verse 3. It says, But thou art holy, O thou inhabitest the praises of Israel. Amplified says, But you are holy, O you who dwell in the praises of Israel. Now, what is this here? He goes, He inhabits the praises of his people. He inhabits the praises of his people. You, you, you see, you have to come to a place that no matter what you're walking through in life, that you learn how to change the atmosphere of not just what's going on around you, but ultimately really what's happening in here. Because see, this is where your place of faith is. 
Judah, meaning praise. Judah is my sanctuary and Israel is my dominion. And he inhabits the praises of his people. Now, just, just for just a simple analogy, you ever been to like a professional sports uh, game and, and, and you're, you're, you're the home team and you know what, you can, you can feel the atmosphere of what's taking place in that game, right? You can, the atmosphere, you know, defeat has an atmosphere and victory has an atmosphere. You know, it, it's, 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 it's when you're in that, in that, in that game and all of a sudden, all of a sudden the, 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 the home team is losing and, and you can just feel the air just get sucked out of the room. And it's all of a sudden, that's the feeling. It's, I'm just talking about a natural feeling here. That's, that's just that feeling of defeat. You know, it, it's, it's really, it's the root of it. It's a feeling of fear Come on. because you don't want your team to lose. So that, that's what, that's what, that's what you're feeling. And, and, and here, but yet when there's all of a sudden there's, there, there can something and happen. The home team does something. And, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden amazing play happens. And all of a sudden he gets turned around and goes the other way. You know what? They're not winning yet, but all of a sudden you sense a shift in the atmosphere. Why? Because all of a sudden now, because you saw a play, you saw something take place and all of a sudden you, you saw something and, and, and it was something that was great. And yeah, you still could be losing by 20 points, but yet there's a shift in the atmosphere there. There, what now you have a change of momentum all because now, because of that one play, because of something you saw, because something you heard all of a sudden now the atmosphere has changed to an atmosphere of faith and you can feel it. You can feel it. And you know what? You can feel when you're in an attitude of defeat and you can feel when you're in an attitude of victory. You know what? And I can tell people can tell your spouse can tell your children can tell. Are you in an attitude of praise being victory or are you in an attitude of defeat being complaining? You see, you have, we have to come to a place where we change the atmosphere because, because I'm telling you, he inhabits the praises of his people. That doesn't mean anything. That's, that doesn't mean that something must have changed yet. But the thing is, is when you release your praise, it causes his presence to manifest. You know, let me show you this in second Chronicles chapter, chapter five, second Chronicles chapter five. Verse 13, it says, it came even to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising, thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice and praised the Lord saying, for he is good for his mercy endures forever, that then the house was filled with the cloud, even the house of the Lord. So that the priest could not stand to minister by the reason of the cloud for the glory of the Lord had filled the house. So when, when did the glory fill the house before they praised or after they praised after they're praised? See, when he becomes the object of your praise, it causes the atmosphere of your heart to change. When he becomes the object of your praise, when he becomes the strength and your song, you realize he's your victory. It praise changes the atmosphere. 
Why does praise change the atmosphere? Because he inhabits the praises of his people. So you need to understand the power of praise, not because of your good singing or how loud you can shout or that one special song you like to sing. No, he, he inhabits himself in your praises. What's coming out of your heart, what's flowing out of your heart, because what's ever flowing out of your heart is what, whatever's flowing out of your mouth is what's in your heart in abundance. So let me ask you, is defeat in your heart or is faith in your heart? Because, because Isaiah said, I will trust and not be afraid. That means he had victory in his heart. He had praise in his heart. What is in your heart this morning? What's in your heart? Praise. He inhabits the praises of his people. You know, we can tell as a church what, 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 what kind of attitude you walk into church with. We can tell. We can stand up here on the stage and we can see all, we can see the faces. Which ones are having victory and which ones aren't having victory? But you know what? You have to get to a place in your life. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter how far you're behind. It doesn't matter if you're, you're, you could be losing in the natural. But the thing is, do you have a praise in your heart? Because when you have a praise in your heart, that praise will come out of your mouth. And when that praise comes out of your mouth, I'm telling you, God will manifest in your life, manifest in your room, manifest in your car, the power of praise. Praise is powerful. Praise brings the glory of God, the goodness of God, the anointing of God, the strength of God right in your midst. You see, the enemy, the enemy has a voice. Let's look at that. The enemy has a voice. Psalms chapter 55. Psalms 55. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Verse 1 of Psalm 55. He says, listen to my prayer. I'm reading the Amplified. He says, listen to my prayer, O God, and hide not yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and answer me. I am restless and distraught in my complain, complaint, and I must moan. And I am distracted at the noise of the enemy. He goes, attend to me, answer me. I'm restless and distraught, meaning I don't know what to do. And, and what's happened to him has, has what, what's been going on in his life has switched his heart to having a heart that's complaining and moaning. Verse three says, and I'm distracted at the noise of the enemy because of the oppression and the threats of the wicked for they would cast trouble upon me and in wrath, they persecute me. My heart is grievously pain within me and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling have come upon me. Horror and fright have overwhelmed me. Oh, I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove for then would I fly away and be at rest. Man, have you ever felt that way? That things have just gone on so much that if I could just get out of here. If I could just leave, if I could just fly away, if there was just another way out, if there was just another option, he goes, then I would, he goes, then would I wander off and remain in the wilderness? 
Meaning, if I could, I'd rather be in the wilderness than be where I'm at right now. I'd rather, rather be in the wilderness when there, where there's no water, where there's nothing of, in the natural for me. I'd rather be there. You see, the enemy has the noise. Meaning, he distracted at the noise of the enemy. But I want to ask you a question. What noise are you making? Are you making complaints and moaning? Or are you making praise? Are you, is praise coming out of your heart or is complaint coming out of your heart? You see, there, there's, there's power in praise. There's, there's, there's power in praise. Let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 21. Thank you, Lord. Matthew 21, and uh, I'm going to read another verse to you before I read that one. Father, we thank you for the word this morning. I thank you, Lord, that you're our victory. Thank you, Father, that as we praise, I thank you, the atmosphere is changing. Hallelujah. Before I read Matthew 21, I want to read Psalms 8, verse 1. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent, majestic, and glorious is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory on or above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and unweaned infants, you have established strength because of your foes, that you might silence the enemy and the avenger. See, the enemy has a noise, but here he says, out of the mouth of babes and unweaned infants, you have established strength. Meaning there's something that has come out of the mouth of your young people. There's something that's come out of the mouth of babes. Something that has come out of the mouth of infants and whatever's come, come out of them has been something that has brought strength. And then it says this, because of your foes, meaning, meaning there's something that's come out of them and, and it's, it's brought strength, but what came out of them was because of the enemy. And it says that you might silence the enemy and the avenger. Meaning what's coming out of them when the foes came against them, what's coming out of them in the midst of their adversity, what came out of them would be the very thing that would silence the enemy. Say silence the enemy. Now let's look at Matthew chapter 21, verse 12. Thank you, Lord. And Jesus went into the temple of God And he cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew their tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And he said to them, it is written that my house shall be called the house of prayer, but you made it a den of thieves. Now, this is talking about prayer. But if you actually look up this word and you study this word out prayer, it means to orally address God. Orally address God, meaning, meaning this has been a place where this place should be a place where you orally, you speak something to God. And he said, so, so here they cast everything out wild because, because what was happening in the house wasn't what needed to happen in the house. And, and you have to understand in the, in the time, day and age we're living in that God doesn't dwell in temples made with hands anymore, but he dwells in men's hearts. So let me ask you, 
Do you have too many money changers and tables in your heart? What's taking place in your heart? What's filling your heart? What's consuming your heart? What are you giving all your attention to? So Jesus, what Jesus came, he came down and he, he knocked over the tables and he kicked them out. And he said, why? Because this place isn't for all that natural stuff. This place right here is a place where something comes out of your mouth to God. And verse 14 says, and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. See, when he removed everything that didn't need to be there, what took place? Miracles, healings, even in, in the amplified in the, in the, in the next verse and amplified says, but when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things, the wonders, when they saw the marvels, the wonders and the extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God, when they saw that, they saw that. Those wonderful things that he did. And what else did they say? They say the boys and the girls and the youths and the maidens crying out in the porches and the courts of the temple. Hosanna. Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant. So they got mad at what? The young people for praising. The young people for worshiping. Why is it majority the people that come to the altar are young people? Maybe there's too many money changers in your heart. Maybe there's too many things going on in your heart. Maybe you're distracted at the noise of the enemy. See, the noise of the enemy can bring distress. The voice of the enemy can bring isolation. The voice of the en- enemy can bring, can bring temptation. The voice of the enemy can bring so many things. But the only thing that silences, the only thing that silences the enemy enemy's voice is your praise. That's what Psalms 8 is talking about. That's what Jesus is talking about right here. And verse 16 says, and, and it says, and they said to him, do you hear what they're saying? And Jesus replied, yes. Have you never read out of the mouth of babes and unweaned infants? You have made perfect praise, perfect praise. And what did Psalm 8 say? That that perfect praise would silence the voice of the enemy. That praise would silence the voice of the enemy. You know, the enemy's always going to be the enemy. He doesn't change. His tactics are the same. He's always going to come seeking whom he may devour. How is he going to come? Through suggestions. Talking. Speaking to you. So what he can get. That attitude of your heart. To go to complaining instead of praising. Let's go to Genesis 49. You're receiving something this morning. (sighs) My victory. Hallelujah. I thank you that this year, Father, is a year marked by great victories. Lord, you are our strength. And you are our song. And as you're the object of our praise... I thank you, Lord. We're walking out victory, 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 victory. Hallelujah. 
Victory coming in the form of healings. Victory coming in the form of your children coming home. Victory in the form of financial increase. Promotions on your job. Victory. Wisdom. Hallelujah. Genesis 49. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 8. Now, what did the name Judah mean again? Praise, right? Verse 8 says, Judah... Thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand, whose hand? Judah, so it's Judah's hand, right? So he says, thy hand, it's talking about Judah's hand. So thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. So what is the amplified? It says, Judah, you are the one whom your brothers shall praise. Your hand. So Judah's hand, praise Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your hand. You see, when you understand the power of praise and you understand there's something in scripture, hermeneutics, uh, study of scripture. They call it the law of Genesis, the law of first mention. That when you see these things mentioned the first time in first times in scripture in the book of Genesis, then that carries a precedent throughout the rest of scripture. So we see two things that praise is mentioned in, in the book of Genesis, and it's in Genesis 29 and Genesis 49. Judah, shall be, his name shall be praise. I have a son that calls his name Judah, which is praise. And here it says Judah, which is praise. It says your hand. Praise will be the hand that's on the neck of your enemy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. All right, come up here for a second. Get, get, let's, get a pic, let's get a picture of this. Now, you, you see, the enemy has a voice, right? Okay, I want you to put your hand on my neck. <laughs> Not, don't cover the microphone, though. And so what happens, the more and more the enemy can speak, the more and more it can push me down. But when you understand praise, then you understand What's coming in, what's in my heart and what's coming out of my mouth will put my hand on the neck of the enemy. You see, when you start to rejoice in the Lord, when you start to praise the Lord anyhow, when you start to exalt him, when you start talking about his faithfulness, when you start talking about, about his promise, when you start talking about what he said to you in his word, when you start praying in the Holy Ghost and you're not filled in the Holy Ghost, you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. The apostle Paul said, I will praise him in the spirit and I will praise him in my understanding. I will worship him in the spirit and I will worship him in my understanding. So, so what happens is when you allow God to be the object of your praise, you put the enemy in his place. Thank you, father. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Every knee will bow. Amen. It's the object of praise. You know, it doesn't, you know, I had a, a situation this week and I'm not going to not tell you what it is. It's none of your business what it is. None of your business what it is. But it was something that it was in the natural. It, it could have been fearful in the natural. There could have been things, you know, and I just sought the Lord. I just prayed about it. And the Lord said, just, it's going to be okay. It's going to be Okay. But every time, every time there was pain, every time there was, there was things that, that symptoms, everything, you know what? I just, I just started to praise the Lord. I started to praise. 
I started just started to praise the Lord. I was tempted to Google. I was tempted to figure out what is this? What's that? What's going on? And Lord, I'm just, I'm just going to praise you. I'm just going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. And in just, in just a matter of two days, whatever was there, it was gone, was gone. And, but it, but the thing is, is I had to not complain, continue to plain, complain about where I was at, what was happening, the symptoms I was having, but I had praise coming out of my mouth, praise coming out of my mouth. Thank you, father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hmm. Go to, go to Psalms 149, and I'll close with this. I have, I have more. Yeah, thank you, Father. Yeah, we'll bring this. Just, you just turn to Psalms 149, and I'll just talk out of my heart this other part. You know, the enemy has a voice. And without having you turn there, just, just hear me. You know, Abraham, who is our father in the faith, that we look to as our father in the faith, right? He was given promises that he'd be the father of many nations. In Romans chapter 4, you can go ahead and just make note of that. In Romans chapter 4, um, verses 16 through, through the end of the chapter. But it, he, make, he makes a statement. And, and, and he said, it says that he, Paul says, he staggered not. At the promises of God. Meaning he didn't vacillate. Meaning he didn't go back and forth. He didn't go back and forth. There was a time that he did. But then there was a time he didn't. It came when he staggered not at the promises of God. Meaning he didn't go back and forth between the promises and the fear. There was a time where he said, you know what? This promise is going to be fulfilled in my life. Say that with me. This promise, this promise is going to be fulfilled in my life. And it says that it said that he was, he, it said he became strong in faith. Now, if you look at the Greek lexicon, the actual, you can't actually find the word faith there, but strong in faith is actually one word. And, and what it means, it means to recover, recover from weakness. So he became strong in faith. He recovered from weakness to strength. He became strong in faith as he gave glory to God. As he gave glory to God. He became strong in faith. Meaning he transitioned from weakness to strength because of what was coming out of his mouth. As he gave praise and glory to God. Now, I, I wasn't going to do this, but I feel it in my heart too. Thank you, Jesus. Now, this is, I just typed an excerpt out of, out of one of my study things I do out of the Greek. And the word glory is the word doxa. Now, there's several definitions for it. But for this particular scripture, what does glory mean here, Vic? Can, can you read that for me? Declaring one's gratitude to God for a benefit received by not distrusting God's promises, by celebrating his praises. 
See, he was strengthened in faith as he gave glory to God. And the word glory here, it means by declaring one's gratitude to God for a benefit received. By not distrusting God's promises, by celebrating his praises. So Abraham was made strong in faith. He went from weakness to strength because he was celebrating. He had gratitude. Why? For a benefit received. But, but yet in the natural, he hadn't received the benefit yet. In the natural, he hadn't received the benefit. He was celebrating for something that hadn't happened yet. He was praising God for something that hadn't happened yet. He was praising God for something that hadn't changed yet. He was lifting his voice. Why? Because God was the object of his praise. And I'm telling you, when he becomes the object of your praise, I'm telling you, your victory is right there. Now, let's look at Psalms 149. I'm running out of time here. Psalms 149. Verse one says, praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song. Remember in in Psalms, when I started this series in Psalms 40, it said he picked me up out of a horrible pit. He put a new song in my mouth. That means if there was a new song, there must've been an old song. You know, we have to stop singing the songs of yesterday and let's sing the songs of today. And here he says, praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praise unto him with the timbrel and the harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. Remember, he inhabits the praises of his people. Now, now get, because this went off on the inside of me. When I, when I, I saw this, I, man, whoo, you ready, Cassie? Oh, uh, see how we praise in church needs to change. Amen. How you praise at home needs to change. How you praise in your car needs to change, but get a revelation of what praise does. All right. Now hear this, hear hear this, if I can get it out for the Lord taketh. Now the next verse says for the Lord taketh pleasure in his people and he will beautify the meek with salvation. Now there's something that happens when you praise. Now the amplifies this says this for the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation and adorn the wretched with victory. Now get a hold of this. Going back to the King James, it says, the Lord takes pleasure in his people. What's he taking pleasure in? It's, it's talking about praise. Meaning when they're praising, when they're in midst of praise, what happened? He takes pleasure in that. And it says he beautifies them with salvation. The word beautify means to make more attractive. See, if you beautify something, it's already beautiful. But when you beautify it, <laughs> you, you add more to it. You add, you add, you add more to it. And, but what is he adding to it? Victory. He, he beautified, he adorns you with salvation. He adorns you with victory. Uh, get, get a, get a picture. Come here, Vic. Come here, Vic. Come here, Vic. Get a hold of this. You all, you all ready? See, you see, just lift your hands. It's like you're praying. Just start praising God. Oh, thank you, father. You see, he inhabits the praises of his people. The glory of God shows up. And the next thing you know, he beautifies you. He adorns you with victory. You see, you have to, you have to get, 
you have to get to the place where, where, where victory looks good on you. Victory looks good. Store victory. Victory looks good on you. Amen. Victory looks good on you. You see, praise, when you praise, I'm telling you, victory looks good on you. Hallelujah. Victory looks good on you. Hallelujah. Victory looks good on you. You see, when you come to a place where he's the object of your praise, I'm telling you, he adorns you with salvation. He surrounds you. He quits you with with victory. I'm telling you. Victory. Victory. Your victory is going to be found in your mouth. Your victory is going to be found in your praises. Your victory. Hallelujah. What song are you singing this morning? What song are you going to sing tomorrow morning? What song are you going to sing on Wednesday morning? What song are you going to sing? Because I'm telling you, when you release victory, when you release praises, I'm telling you, he beautifies you with salvation. He beautifies you. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. We praise you this morning. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah for your goodness. We thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah. We thank you for your goodness. Oh, we praise you in this place. We praise you. We praise you with shouts of triumph. We praise you. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you, Lord, for the victory that we have in you. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. Victory. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Victory. Hallelujah. Victory. Victory. Oh, Father, I thank you. Hallelujah. That this year is a year marked by great victories. Hallelujah, Father, because as a body, as believers, we make a determination. Hallelujah. That our lives will be marked by great praise. Hallelujah. As our lives are marked by great praise, Father, I thank you that we're stepping into great victories, great victories, great victories. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you for it, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're here and you're experiencing physical symptoms in your body, I just want you to come to the altar. Come to the altar. Come to the altar right now. Hallelujah. 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 Year marked by marvels, wonders, extraordinary manifestations. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Oh, thank you, Father. There's nothing you can do to earn salvation. There's nothing you can do in the natural to earn healing. There's nothing you can do. Our, our, our job is to believe. Our job is to believe. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, Rabakia Tor Robobogosho. Erobobogosho, Bundadabai. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. If you came forward, just, just, just start just praising him and thanking him. Maybe it's new to you. Maybe it's new to you, something like this. But just start worshiping him and praising him. Oh, we praise you, Father. Oh, I thank you, Father, for adoring this place with victory today. Oh, we thank you for your goodness, Father, and we release our faith over those watching by way of internet. I thank you. There's no distance in prayer, no distance in the anointing. And I thank you as they praise you. I thank you that you're adorning them with salvation. You're surrounding them with victory. Oh, healing, just coming right into their homes, right into their vehicles, right where they are. Manifested healing and manifested wholeness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. bowed just for a moment if you're here this morning and you've never never made Jesus the Lord of your life and you're like Pastor Justin I don't really know who Jesus is I've heard about him and it was always just a religious figure a religious idea my mom's told me about or so forth if you're here today and, and you want to say you say Pastor Justin I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life just lift your hand up right where you are hallelujah hallelujah thank you Father praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everyone repeat this after me. Father God, I come to you today. I repent of my sin and I receive Jesus as the one who died for me that set me free that went to hell for me, that was raised again so I could be free. Today, I receive him. Today, I receive my forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. God is good. Amen. If I could have the Thrive Group leaders come forward, we're going to dismiss here in just a moment. If there's anything that you need prayer for, prayer of agreement, something that we didn't deal with or call out, you know, um, during the service, or maybe you're here and you're like, Pastor, you said something about being filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure what that is or what that means, but you know what? I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, you know, Jesus talked to the the disciples when he was raised from the dead and said he breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, that's not when they were filled with the Holy That's when they were born again. If, they were, if that's when they filled the Holy Spirit, why would he tell them to go, and go, to, go to Jerusalem and tell you're endued with power from one high? So it's two different experiences. 
And so if maybe you're born again and you don't know much about being filled with the Holy Spirit, if that's you, come to our Thrivegroup leaders and leave with being filled with that empowerment in your life. Amen. Man, Jesus made it so important that to the disciples, you know what? You can't go the rest of your life without this. You need this. You need this before you go forward. So I encourage you. Don't leave here today without being filled with the Holy Spirit. It made such a mark in my life. And I believe it'll make a mark in your life. Hallelujah. Receive something today. Look to your neighbor and say, victory looks good on you. Amen. One last thing. Tomorrow night um, is the first Monday of the month. So the, the girlfriend's outreach is tomorrow. So if you've signed up online for that, you can meet up here at 530. Also for all the men, we're having our first men's meeting of the year. It's first Thursdays of the month. That'll be um, here in this building at seven o'clock on Thursday evening. Other than that, love you. God bless. You're victorious.